0: Well, hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. Ray again, coming at you from the Righteous Leadership Podcast. I am elated to meet my friend for, I would say at least, it gotta be at least 25 years, I'm Jeff. Uh, Jeff Wright, CEO of Urban Ministries in Chicago. Uh, Jeff here is a sponsor, um, an exhibitor at the NAMAC Conference, which stands for National African American Mission Conference. And I, I just want to take this opportunity for you, as the listening audience, to just hear the, the 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 gold, the treasure that is in this man's heart. And as you know, our podcast is pretty short. We try to go for about 15 minutes, and I just want to dive right into it, Jeff. When you hear righteous leadership, talk to me uh, uh, from an attorney, from a a CEO from someone with an MBA, for someone with corporate experience, when you hear righteous leadership, what comes to mind?
1: Thank you, Ray, and I'm glad to be here with you um, at this time. You know, when I hear righteous leadership, I think about servant leadership, what Jesus Mm. modeled. What's the aim of your leadership? Is Mm. it for you? Is it for your aggrandizement, your benefit or the goals you have? Or is it leadership that is oriented toward pouring out your life for others, bringing leadership gifts so that you can be a blessing to the organization you lead, the country you lead, the people you lead, the church you lead. Righteous leadership is servant leadership. It was modeled by Jesus
0: Christ. It is self-sacrificing leadership. Wow, wow. So Jeff, I have um, an advantage over the audience. I've had the opportunity to listen to your main Uh, message, and I know I may be chopping it up, but it talks about what's your role when you get to the palace. I have found that for some reason, people develop selective amnesia when they get to the palace, when they get to the corporate, when they get to the place of government, the place of leadership. Somehow, selective amnesia kicks in and they forget that someone was able to elevate them to that place. Talk to me about the role as a leader in that place of the palace in the context of righteous leadership. Sure.
1: So, Ray, I, I have been talking a lot about purpose mm. in the palace, and the palace is any place of, of power, of influence, of wealth, of uh, global uh, reach. Uh, the U.S. is a palace-type nation. Right. There are many examples of palace-type nations uh, and people who were literally were in palaces in Scripture. Joseph was in the palace. Mm. Moses found himself in Pharaoh's palace as well as the Prince of Egypt. Ezra, Nehemiah, Daniel. Daniel, wow. Uh, all of these were people who had palace experiences. They were in places that were centers of leadership, mm. authority, often global reach. And what they also shared in common, and I could even include the nation of Rome, the Roman Empire that Jesus was a part of, they often are smaller nations hmm. geographically or population-wise, hmm. but have global dominance and influence. Hmm. And so by that definition, I argue that the United States has a palace aspect to it. Hmm. It is more comparable in terms of size and economic input and military power Uh, to the nations of Egypt or Babylon or Persia that we find in the the Bible. Mm. Now, if you find yourself in a place like this, just like those leaders that we uh, mentioned earlier, Joseph, Moses, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Daniel, Jesus, there's always something God has for you that Mm. is a unique purpose simply because of where you're positioned. Wow. If you're on an island, there's only so much stuff you can do on that island, even if it's a significant island like the British British Isles. But... If you're in, you know, China, the largest nation on earth, obviously there's some unique things <laughs> that you can do. Wow. And God wants to use us in our place, uh, in our position, in the geography, and in the role that he has placed us in. Wow. And let me just push this one more lap and yes, say please. that too often we take for granted where we are, hmm. but none of us chose the place of our birth or the time of our birth, Mm. or the family of our birth. Come on now. None of us chose the unique gifts that God gave us. Those were decisions that God made for us. Mm. And what I would submit is that thinking about righteous leadership, thinking about the decisions that we did not make, Mm. the beginning points of our journeys uh, on the few trips we'll make around the sun, Mm. those decisions that God made for us tend to be the most determinative. And if in fact, God has placed you by birth, by family origin, ethnicity, uh, time uh, in the history of the world in a place of power and influence, or even in a place, a humble place, but allowed
0: you to rise to a place of power and influence. There's a unique call in your life. Wow, wow. Um, Jeff, you listed quite a few leaders. Yes. Daniel, Joseph. I just want to choose one sure. simply because in the book of esther not once yes is the word god mentioned yes so so talk to the audience from a place of righteous leadership where you don't have to carry around a bible you don't have to have a cross you don't have to come across churchy but yet as proverbs 29 2 says when the righteous are yes. in authority the people rejoice But when the wicked rule the people mourn and when we look at of government leaders all across i'm not going to call any particular country but the people are not rejoicing so we can only conclude one thing the righteous are not in authority, and it's not because they're righteous, because that's a done deal. He who knew no sin became sin for us, so that we can be the righteousness. So righteousness is a done deal. But the thing is, people are not in authority. Speak to us from a righteous leadership, using Esther for our example as a context.
1: Well, I think the the first point I would make, Ray, and we all know this: the earth is the Lord's, mm. the whole thing, <laughs> you know, the world and the fullness of it, to. to Quote the psalm or almost quote the psalm, but the point is, God made the earth and in the beginning. God is right there in the front of our Bible, it's all His. And mm. uh, you know, we know, I, I, I jokingly say, we have a disturbance in the force right now. Mm. We know that there are some things that are not right, but this is all God's. The book of Esther, and you're absolutely right, you know, God is not mentioned in that book, but you see the example of God using yes. Esther yes. once she sort of comes to herself and recognizes that she indeed was in that place for such a time. In the palace. As that, in that palace, wow. where she had to be to lead to the salvation of all of her family, the mm. Jewish people. Mm. God will use a yielded individual. A submissive individual, a person who understands that they didn't get where they were on their own. A doctor, a
0: lawyer, whatever. Wherever
1: you are, in what? whatever sphere of activity, to, to accomplish his purposes. And I do believe hmm. too often we have created this false dichotomy secular, sacred, hmm. church and spiritual leadership versus other kinds of leadership. Well, God's using all kinds of leadership hmm. positions to express and to fulfill his will in the earth. We see it in uh, the people that Jesus chose to follow him. They were all business leaders. I think he had one tax collector. Yes. He's, you know, a fisherman is a businessman. Yes. He's got a reproducible industry that's, you know, he's in the food business, and the commerce hmm. business. And I think it's very interesting if you look at the occupations. Jesus himself was a carpenter. Yes, he You does. know, making basic Products that people use. In Mm. our positions, our vocational positions, our jobs, Mm. God is looking for us to be effective leaders because it's through the work that we do Mm. that many of the blessings, including the tithes of the
0: church, uh, get produced. Say that again. It's through the work that we do, not the words that we speak. Yes, it's It's through through the work that we do. So, Jeff, speak to the college student, speak to the person that is aspiring for that role, and it seems as though the role is the end game, but what I am hear you saying is the role is just the launching pad for the kingdom influence. Speak to that college student who is aspiring, he's working on his CV or her CV or cover letter, working on that resume to get to that ultimate spot, but what I hear you saying, that spot is not a destination.
1: No, so Ray, one of the things that um, I'm very grateful for is the recent writings, books and recent last 20 years let's just say on the theology of work, the theology mm. of vocation, the same word that we get the word calling from. And Ephesians 2:10 basically says that God has determined work that he planned in advance for us to do. So wow. we're created in Christ Jesus wow. to do good work. Again, one translation says that he planned in advance for us to do, that he foreordains in the King James version. So here's the point. Uh, God gave you certain skills and gifts and talents Mm -hmm. and Mm abilities. Some of us are smart in math. Others have great people skills. Others are very analytical, and some people have physical strength, all of which were predetermined by God. He chose that you would have those skills that you have. Well, why did he do it? Just so you could go make money, uh, eat a few pizzas, take a few trips around the sun Mm. and leave? No, because he has a purpose. He wants you to be a blessing in your vocational Mm. calling. To the earth, So your work matters to God is, is the shorthand way of putting Did it. Did you say your work matters? Your work matters wow. to God. Wow. Your work, whatever you, what it, wow. it is you are are doing and mm. that you're equipped to do. So if you're a college student and you're thinking about, you know, what career you should choose, you know, people say, well, you know, maybe you should go into technology because it's growing, you'll make a lot of money. No, the work you should be doing is the work God equipped you to do. Wow. And here's how you know what it is. You're good at it, and mm. and you're passionate about it. Yes, because there's some things that we're good at that we're not necessarily passionate, passionate. about. Uh, and then there's a third critical requirement. What is that? When it's God's you're good at it and you're passionate about it, but it also blesses other people. Because you know, as a college student, oh my lord, you could be good at something.
0: Please take notes.
1: You could be you could be good at uh, you know. Drinking, yes, and passionate about yes. drinking. nobody's being blessed by that, that's so right. that's not your calling. <laughs> but for some people, they it struggle. It's like, well, you know, really good at math, but I've got great sales skills, right? And and sometimes, uh, when you have multiple gifts, a lot of people like this, most people have areas that they're good at more than you know, one. Uh, then the next question asks, is you know, do I really enjoy this? Do I get to that point? where time stops and I look Mm. up and three hours have passed and I was doing calculus problems. I mean, that's somebody's gift. Well, guess what? God wired you that way. So then to move from your place of passion and your place of competence into a place of career decision where ultimately, because you will lead righteously Mm. in your vocational calling, others will be blessed in a tremendous way. Wow we'll get things like this amazing piece of technology that you're holding for this podcast. Yes. Somebody was passionate about technology, good at it, came up with the design. And God's in that. Come on. We wouldn't be hearing this message if God had not blessed someone with the wisdom, the insight, Mm. and the tenacity and the patience to create these
0: mobile devices Mm. that carry his word today. The earth is the Lord. whole thing. The earth is the Lord. So as we wind up, Jeff... Um, I want to give you 100% of the floor. Please share with the audience any particular book. First of all, um, I am here speaking to a friend. Yes. I am here speaking to a man who has paid a great price uh, for the glory, the anointing, the grace that is upon him and is upon his company. And it requires a sacrifice. Jesus said, if you want to come after me and follow me, pick up your cross daily and I can say unequivocally that my friend Jeff Wright has picked up his cross daily any closing message for the listening audience Jeff any book um, yeah. please let folks know how they can get in contact with urban ministries etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: Well, uh, first, Ray, thank you so much. I appreciate your friendship. You know, we've known each other for decades. What mm-hmm. a blessing. Yes. Uh, I appreciate the fact that you demonstrated what you talk about by pouring into my son's life. Mm. And um, I think that's just, you know, one of the great gifts that is too often taken for granted. Yes. Good friends, people who can share with you, challenge you, yeah. uh, love and lead with you. And you're certainly one of those friends. And I value and appreciate Praise that. God. Of course, the ministry of Urban Ministries Incorporated uh is reaching 50 years this year, and and I'm so grateful to be able to follow in um, the uh, path of the founder, Dr. Melvin Banks, who, you know, inspired by Hosea 4-6, got the vision to start this ministry. Mm. So, at urbanministries.com, we have a lot of books and resources. We've been supporting churches and denominations uh, for many, many years and Mm. across the spectrum, but the resources that are there at urbanministries.com uh, will be valuable for anyone. And, and we just want to support ministry leaders and those in the church in their growth and in their walk. Jeff, did you say anyone, not just pastors? Anyone. Absolutely. Anyone. Certainly pastors. We have a lot of leadership resources, courses, teaching material. Sunday school, small group Bible study, vacation Bible school, but a lot of individual books. And we also have uh, book publishing resources as well.
0: Now, last question. I have visited your office. Yes. And I have visited the Bible Museum in Washington, D.C. And quite frankly, I don't see much of a difference because your office is like visiting a library. But if you can choose one book to, to recommend to the listening audience, what would it be? What do you... Share, whether it be now or something you've read now or something you've read over the years. Sure. Uh, the Serving Leader mm. by
1: John Stalwart. It's a great book on serving. you say lead- serving or servant? Serving. The, lead- serv- the Serving Sur- Leader by John Stalwart. Very influential. Mm. It's been a, a great tool for me as a leader. Uh, John is an incredible mm. leader of leaders. Mm. And uh, The Serving Leaders is, is a book that he's developed. Mm. Short book, but very powerful. It's kind of an allegory. Uh, In the area of just the theology of work, I I really appreciate Tim Keller's work, Mm. Every Good Endeavor, which is an excellent overview of how your work matters to God and how it connects, Mm. you know, how we co-create with God. That Mm. was what God invited Mm. Adam into. Uh, Our own book on uh, the history of African-Americans and missions by Carl Ellis, Going Global, is something that uh, Carl spoke at this conference, Ray, and uh, it was good to hear him just help us understand the long history of African-Americans wow. and missions. We published that work uh, some years ago, and it's still available, wow. Going Global. So wow. three books, Going Global by Carl Ellis Ooh. from UMI, uh, the, uh, the Serving Leader by John Stallworth, and that's S-T-H-A-L. W-E-R-T mm. and then uh, Tim Keller's book Every Good Endeavor are just three that I think cover some of the things that we talked about in a
0: little more detail guys we've been at it for about 16 minutes trust me you will be listening to this podcast at least 16 times Jeff thank you so much for visiting us on the Righteous Leadership Podcast
1: thank you so much Ray and thanks for doing this work helping us as
0: leaders grow you bet you bet see you guys at the top on our next Righteous Leadership Podcasts.